Hi, how are you? Hello, very pleased to meet you. I'm very good, thank you. You and yourself? I'm great. Okay, so today I'm joined on the Zoom call uh, to Texas with uh, Jim McIngvale, a.k.a. Mattress Mac. Is it okay to call you Mac for this interview? I've been called worse, yes, sir. <laughs> okay, so you're known in America and increasingly around the world as the punter who bets in millions of dollars. I mean, can you tell us, for people that don't know, what's the biggest bet you've had? Biggest bet I've ever had is what's going on right now. I bet on the Houston Astros to uh, win the World Series, bet $10 million, blended price 7.5. So if the Astros win, I win $75 million. Wow. Now, what people may not realize if they don't know about you is that you are actually a successful businessman, not a professional gambler. That's exactly right. All of these promotions I do are hedged around sports promotions. So the way it works is, if the Ast if you come in and buy a mattress three thousand dollars or better, and the Astros win the World Series, then you get your money back. So it encourages people to buy furniture, and then I hedge the bet by uh, betting on the Astros, or you know, uh, if Tampa wins the Super Bowl, whoever. Okay, now I saw an interview with you where you said the first promotion you did was based on the hunches of a couple of salesmen that said uh, Denver Broncos would beat Seattle Seahawks. And you, you offered customers that spent the, the uh, $3,000, got their money back of the Seahawks won, and you lost $9 million. I did lose $9 million on that one, absolutely. That was just that on was the promotion. No insurance. So you had to give away basically all your stock for $9 million worth. I did. It was a, it was a tough blow, but uh, people are persistent. I'm very persistent. Tough times never last. Tough people do. Okay, and I was also interested to read that you – you made sure that all the stuff was delivered because you you didn't want your if it started going badly for the uh, for the, for the uh, Seahawks you didn't want the customers to cancel their orders so you didn't trust them very much. Well, it's kind of like if you're going to bet a football game or a uh, soccer game or the World Cup, you you get the bet in before the horses leave the starting gate. Same difference. <laughs> okay, now so you just said earlier that the betting the betting came later. So you lost $9 million. So what what made you think that it was still a good idea to continue with that sort of promotion? Well, the fact it brought in thousands of customers. We never closed on Super Bowl Sunday. And that year, we closed Saturday night at 6 o'clock versus staying open until 10 o'clock on Saturday night and Sunday night because we had no more furniture. Every piece of furniture in the whole store was sold. It was just madness. So it showed the power of sports promotion to bring people into furniture store and make furniture buying more fun for the entire family rather than just a boring process of picking out a sofa or a mattress. It makes it fun and exciting, and we've been doing that ever since. Okay, and the local, the local press and TV and stuff picked up on it? Right, the local press, the national press picked up on it. I got thousands of dollars uh, worth of advertising, probably millions of dollars worth of advertising on that promotion. And then I've done it lots of times since then, especially featuring the Houston Astros. In 2017, when the Astros won the World Series, I gave back about $20 million in free, free, free furniture. Well, they, they, you're a, you've been a very successful businessman, obviously, for a long time. Were you interested in sports betting before this, uh, before the, that Broncos-Seahawks game? Were you a yeah, punter? I've always been a bit of a meddler in sports betting, betting football, horse racing, that type of thing. So I've always done a little bit, but not to the scale that I do now. And uh, were you, did you make a profit? Were you a winning punter? 
Probably not. That's why I didn't do much of it. Okay. Now, also, um, people in the UK may not realize, or they may realize that gambling is legal in some states in America, but not others. So you have to travel around America to get your bets on. Yeah, gambling is legal in about 30 out of the 50 states now. So one of the states close to Texas, Louisiana, is I just drive over there. And as soon as my cell phone gets in the area where they tell the towers know I'm in Louisiana, then I can bet. So it's a bit of a, a struggle sometimes, but I'm used to it. And uh, people love the action of these chance to buy great furniture. The worst that can happen is they get the furniture for what they paid for. The best can happen is they buy the furniture and they get it free and get their money back. So it's a great promotion to help build the business, especially when the business is a little bit softer like it is right now. Okay. Now, um, you bet in what you call futures these days is what right. we call what we call anti-post in the UK. So you're betting on the outcome of a whole event. Um, so is it do you have somebody studying to sort of try and get a team that's going to finish in the last four but not win? It's quite tricky, isn't it? Well, I, I want the team to win because I'm putting money on them and I'm going to come out basically the same either way, whether the team wins or they don't. But if they win, then the uh, customers remark to all their friends, neighbors, and relatives about getting free furniture and it builds the business tremendously. The word of mouth advertising is par excellence. So we want the team we're picking to win. So it's very important when I do the futures, I pick a good team. So give, give me a couple of teams to bet futures on, on World Cup. Okay, so can you anticipate how much you're going to sell uh, to de determine your stake? Or do you limit the offer? Do you cap it that when, when they've bought that much, that's it? As it goes on, then I increase the, uh, the wagering amount. I, I generally don't cap it until right before the event starts. So I, if there's more to bet, then I bet it up to the day of the game. Okay, so is it just American football? You've the sports you've used for these uh, for, for these promotions. American you've football, used? American basketball, American baseball, of course. Uh, the Kentucky Derby. I bet two point four million dollars on uh, Ep Epicenter to win the Kentucky Derby this past year, and he finished second. I lowered the odds on the Kentucky Derby by my bet, and uh, I, I'm hoping to bet a lot on World Cup this year, but I need some tips from my friends in the UK on who's going to win World Cup. Oh, there's plenty of experts on that. Don't you worry, Matt. Um, when you initially started to try and get these massive, huge bets on, uh, were you surprised how difficult it was, especially somewhere like Las Vegas, which is supposedly wash for money? Yes, I was very surprised that some of those places out there wouldn't take as much as 25000 which is a small amount compared to the million, $2 million, $10 million bets that I normally make. But Caesars uh, has treated me very well over the years. They take all my big bets, so I'm very happy with them. Some of the other ones, not so much. They don't like taking big bets. And am I right in saying that the first time you went there, you took an Astros rucksack full of cash? I did. I, I quit doing that, but I used to take a, a huge knapsack full of cash, and it was a, a bit dangerous. So now I just wire the money to the books and then go in and bet it. And a, a lot of the books will take million-dollar bets. Not many of them will take $10 million bets like Caesars will. So nothing against some of them, but I like somebody who's got some gamble in them. <laughs> so what's, what's the biggest denomination dollar note? I mean, how much cash did you actually take with you that time? Probably uh, that time maybe three or four million that I brought back after I won. I think I probably took a million and a half out. That was right before game seven of the World Series in 2017. So I, I, 
and I uh, brought back quite a bit of cash. So I've, I've quit since carrying cash. I just wire the money to the bookmakers and it makes it simpler and certainly much, much safer. Then they all set up a photo where I'm standing in front of all this cash and shows the essence of betting all that kind of money on a football game, basketball game, or baseball game. You've brought the romance back into it, haven't you, really? Um, what's the biggest single bet with one bookmaker that you've managed to get on? Well, uh, this year with Caesars, I bet on the Astros early on, on the futures bet, $3 million. I bet to win $30 million. So that's that's a, a very large futures bet. That's a fair bet, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, But you are ultimately, you're trying to take the gamble out of it now and show a profit, whatever happens. Yeah, we're trying to grow the furniture business because that's the cash cow around here. It's not professional gambling, but having the people in, participate in this, then they watch the Astros games all year long. They see in my commercials, they talk to their friends. The Astros are getting close to uh, getting in the playoffs. So it builds a lot of excitement and gives us a lot of buzz. I think sports is one of the few things in a very divisive United States States that brings people together, whatever race, color, nationality we are, religion, sports brings us together. So it's it's a unifying factor to help people uh, come together, and also it rallies them around the idea of buying furniture. Okay, do you um, do you let people know that you're not going to come to too much harm, whatever happens? Do, do you think that they like it when they think you've actually lost nine million? Some do, and so, some. Uh, some are on my side, so it's kind of 50-50. I, I went to the Astros game last night, and I was walking around the mezzanine, and so many people knew me both from uh, being here in the furniture business and the bets that I uh, I took about 3,000 pictures. So the uh, gambling has certainly increased my notoriety, increased the Mattress Mac brand, if you will. Okay, now this is possibly a question you may not want to answer, but you're, you're betting for promotional purposes. So are, are you allowed to put these bets in your accounts and take it off your tax? Well, I work all that. I have lots of uh, really good tax accountants that work with the uh, the state and the government on the tax issue. So that's slightly above my head, but I, I, it works very well because I have very good accountants that know how to do the right thing all the time. I don't bet offshore. I don't bet illegally. Everything I bet is with legal U.S. bookmakers. Okay, now it's, it's a great deal for the customers that were going to buy up to three thousand dollars worth of stuff anyway do you see many people actually taking a punt and doing? i suppose that's what they do they they come and buy from you because they might get it back is that is that how it quite is a, oh works? yeah quite a few buy from us and they they not only buy three thousand some of them have bought as much as thirty thousand dollars worth and then they get thirty thousand back on the astro thing this year when the season was just started the astros were 10 to 12 underdogs so for the first four months on the Astro promotion, it was two to one. So if you bought 3,000, you get 6,000 back. So that's a, a very exciting opportunity. These customers get double their money back. So that's what's going on in the Astros right now. And we, we've been doing this for years, had a lot of success with it. And it's part of our brand, part of our advertising program. Has anybody tried to emulate you and do the same? They don't have the guts to. <laughs> now, in the UK, betting on horses, football and stuff is increasingly becoming a bit toxic with the press and some public opinion. What's it? How, how is it in America? What's it looking like? It's fine. You know, everything has to be done with um, moderation. And the great thing about what I'm doing is you, the customers cannot lose. 
if they come to buy a mattress and they get a great mattress that lasts from 10 years for $3,000 and a great night's sleep, eight hours a night for them and their partner, they can't lose. If the team wins, they get a mattress for free. So uh, there's no, uh, there's no, I win, you lose. And what I'm doing is win-win for everybody. Okay. Now I'm talking to you from the UK. So you've, your names obviously reached us over here. How famous have these promotions made you in gallery furniture in the, in the USA? Well, I went to the Boston Red Sox playoff games last year against the Astros in the American League Championship Series. And I was amazed that about 90% of the kids under 40 years old in Boston all knew who I was. Last, last week, there was a football game at Texas A&M University against Miami of Florida, and all the kids from Miami knew who I was. So the young kids, 20 to 30, they all know who I am because they see me making these big bets. Now, I was, I was surprised to read when I was uh... – doing my research on you that you're mates with chuck norris how did that come about uh chuck had a karate program here for young people where he, it was called kick drugs out of america now it's called kickstart where he taught karate and self-discipline to young people in the local schools here in the houston area i sponsored that early on and then chuck said you want to make a movie i said why not so my wife and i financed this movie called sidekicks and that was a big gamble uh it cost us about $10 million to finance that movie. And then the financing fell through and we're stuck with $10 million in a can of film. And my wife and Chuck and four or five other people barnstormed across the country, put the movie in theaters and we got all of our money back. I learned a lot about the movie business. I learned I should stay in the damn furniture business. <laughs> so do, do you enjoy the fame and mingling with the stars and the sort of, you know, the extra sort of life it's brought to you that this? I enjoy mingling with our customers. My customers are my people. I enjoy mingling with the uh, common people just like me who come in the store. I'm at the front desk 14 hours a day, seven days a week. I've been doing that for 42 years. And somebody asked me when I'm going to retire, I'm going to die right at the front desk and I'm going to die happy. Okay. Now you've, you've become a famous businessman for, for having these massive bets. Has it made it easier for you or harder to get them on since you've become famous? Depends on which bookmaker it is. Uh, some of them, it's become harder. They say I'm a sharp. I'm not a sharp. I did a promotion on the NCAA championships that if a team from Texas won the NCAA basketball championship, you got your money back. And if no team from Texas made the final four, the team closest geographically to Houston would be your team. So the team closest geographically to Houston happened to be Kansas, and Kansas won the NCAA championship. And I gave back $14 million to the customers past April. So they said, you're a, a bright handicapper. I said, no, it just, they, they were closest to Houston. Do, do you get um, professional advice though, to help you choose your bets normally? Or do you just pick it all yourself? I get professional advice from uh, watching the uh, sports shows as I'm in between customers. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times I take the, I take the underdog because we get better odds. In other words, we get plus 200 on the underdog versus minus 180 on the favorite. It's a lot better for me and makes the promotion easier. And quite often the underdogs win. Okay. So how many bookmakers do you need to use on average to get the sort of bets that you need on these days? Uh, sometimes depending on how much I'm betting two or three, sometimes as many as 10 on this Astros thing. I think I have one, two, about six involved in the, Total $10 million that I bet to return $75 million. Okay. I did see, I saw an interview with you where the host suggested that professional gamblers in America 
are a bit annoyed with you because you can get these massive sums on, but they can't. I mean, how bad is the restrictions for punters in America generally? You know, I hear some bad things about people getting cut off because they win, but I think it's all the way you approach it. And some of these uh, books are confused that they only want losers. Well, winners are what bring more customers to you. So I encourage them to let people win. And uh, if the if the books aren't winning, they just sharpen their line makers up and present a few less options where they have a better chance to uh, to break even. But I think the books definitely have the best of it. And I'm all for letting everybody bet all the time. I know that's not going to happen with that. To me, that's the way it ought to be. Give okay. them a chance. Now, you you are a very successful businessman. And I'm assuming you had a few quid before you started. The, the, you know, you obviously had a few quid to be able to take the risk you've taken. Wouldn't it be a lot easier just to take a back seat and enjoy your wealth and go to the Super Bowl and stress-free uh, rather than take these massive gambles? My wife and I live by this motto, YOLO, you only live once. So we're going to have, we're going to go, go for it while we're here. Uh, both her and I have a very high tolerance for risk. And, you know, uh, Damon Runyon, a famous U.S. sports writer, said all horse players die broke. I may die broke, but I'm going to die happy. <laughs> Brilliant. And fin finally, Matt, um, back to those two employees that led you to losing $9 million when Denver got beat. Do they still work for you? I sent them to the Super Bowl. They were at the game, and the game was played in New York, only Super Bowl ever played in New York. And I called them at halftime, and the conversation wasn't very pleasant. And needless to say, when they got back here, they uh, weren't uh, very happy with their prediction. But they, they worked for me a couple of years after that. Then they went on to other careers. But they're good guys. We're still friends, and we laugh about it all the time. Brilliant. Well, on that note, Mac, it's been absolutely fantastic to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time. And uh, wish Thank you the you. best anybody in the UK, If anybody in the UK knows who's going to be uh, in the World Cup finals, my cell number is 281-844-1963. 281-844-1963. Call me and let's make a deal. <laughs> Brilliant. On that note, Mac, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. A lot of fun. Have a good day. Thank you.